0: Yo, it's Thack Daddy, from the Fact Daddy Experience, in the DVR Podcast. So, I'm just going to talk about uh, the Batman movie. I thought it was pretty The thing that was really cool about it for me was the, was the visual, actually, in terms of, like, the noir, detective movie style, but more comic book and expansive. So, the angles of some of the shots were taken at were really cool and really interesting, like, literally comic book panels. But cooler because it's real, <clears throat> and um, that alone that that felt good because uh, you know something that's not really discussed that often is let's say you know you got some middle aged parents with kids you know work schedules and all this and you gotta find time to watch a three hour movie and you gotta pay to do it so the movie's gotta be good like. That's just my thinking. Like, at the bare minimum, it's good. Um, and it has to be for for that time frame. But I mean, the pacing was good. It's like I, you know, I don't know how the how I could grade because I can't make a movie. Uh, although I haven't actually tried. But <laughs> that's besides the point. It's not you know making movies isn't always. Easy, as far as I've observed. Um, but you know, I, I didn't. I, I don't really delve that deep into the process to actually know what the hell I'm talking about. So yeah, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was worth the time because that noir, the way it was shot. I just, I loved it a lot. Like. I felt like, you know, he could have, he could have in another 10, 15 off the movie, and that's mostly stuff towards the end, but, uh, as I've noticed in, uh, any genre of, uh, art, uh, specifically, like, animation, film, uh, comic books, manga, graphic novels, whatever, visual representation, doesn't matter, um, endings usually suck. Uh, the rare, uh, author, in my opinion, just an opinion, that I know, of, like, uh, <clears throat> there's some controversy about the person, but I'm not talking about that, I'm just talking about the writing. And, uh, that's the last book in the Harry Potter series, from a writing perspective. The way she executed it uh, was—I mean, pretty damn flawless. It was, (coughs) you know, one of the few satisfying uh, of storytelling. Um, And yeah, I digress. I naturally digress. detective aspects were pretty awesome I mean I know they kind of took a page out of uh, the director Nolan's book but the, Batman's always kind of been dark and weird and I mean you gotta admit it is a little weird you got billions of dollars but you know you trained yourself to be this kind of human weapon out there fight people and shit <clears throat> it's just like, bummed out. Um, and I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> I would really, like, uh, I love that Mark Millar did, like, uh, the Batman story or something. Or just to the, the mess with the current social. Climbing in a very funny way. Um, but, you know, he kind of seemed like a quasi moody child who actually wanted to see if he could make a difference. Uh, he wasn't like unbearably moody, he was just innately dour and, um, it's funny that, you know, as the journey of a hero progresses, what they're supposed to end up doing is, you know, the, the, the focus is not the external world, the focus is the internal world, which is the place where they draw great strength, and, um, Oddly enough, in this movie, overlooking his internal world, um, cost him heavily, and uh, ultimately, that is the greatest difficulty. It's never really purely an external villain that over- overcomes us, in- ourselves, and our fear. Sometimes fear drives us to action, like in the case of the Baptist, but fear also makes us overlook things that are very important and right in front of us, and uh, that's why I find the word obvious a curious word, because the majority of the time, what is obvious to one is clearly not obvious to another, so obvious is relative to the observer. So, when individuals are making assessments of things, um, the assessments are always within the context of their perspective, that, that's it, so, um, Depending on the context, you know, certain perspectives arise. Uh, In the case of this, you know, this is like the second year that Moose Wayne is being the Batman. And, um, it's just, uh, it's very dour. It's it's very dark and gloomy, and, you know, it's a city eating itself alive, rotting away from the inside and the way it's shot, it just has that feeling. It's like the city gave birth to Batman, like it just had to be, you know, billionaire, vigilante. with the music which was great, it's absolutely great and uh, the the violent scenes particularly in, in the particular because um, I mean the outfit was like it literally is like a trash bag so I you know I guess symbolically and ideologically is in line with what the Riddler is espousing is, you know, he one of the city's citizens discarded as trash type thing, you know? And, you know, really, um I wanna see who pushes it farther. Because he, he did push this Batman pretty far and you know there's some growth within Batman internally um throughout the movie particularly towards the end but what's interesting is though um, you know we're kinda getting into that sphere of tension and civilization. That we know either advance and develop or break into chaos and are lost and reclaimed by some other empirical force yes. uh, um, basically what I'm saying <coughs> excuse me, is that um like the psychology of the masses like uh, like you know, Pandemic, we been through everything that comes with adhering to protocols for a pandemic. You know, people had health issues, financial issues, unemployment issues. People are more violent. More car crashes. And there's just stuff going on. People are stressed, and this movie kind of like captured that stress. <laughs> Like you know, like you felt like a Batman and a lot, of, a lot of other characters. Uh, <laughs> you were like, yeah, I know that feeling. Like, um, and you know, maybe that's why, you know, Batman won't ever outdo something like No Way Home, which you know, totally different topic. But Peter Parker is a totally different type of hero from a Batman. Um. again, because the city is what gave birth to Batman I, mean, I said Batman <laughs> the city gave birth to Batman <laughs> that's why you know he's the way he is he, he's a city hero except he's a billionaire so, you know, on the one hand you could say he's privileged <clears throat> but, I mean I don't think it's a privilege that, you know, have to fight all these people all a criminal and just fighting them night after night, day after day, um, you know, in, in that sense. I mean, it is selfish in a way because, you know, he, he literally wants to take vengeance upon uh, psychology which is criminality, which is violence, and yet, the only way he can come up with to counter is to be violent, <laughs> and, you know, excluding the whole not killing people, you know, no guns type thing, um, you know, violence is violence. Someone laying hands on another person in the hospital vicious way. Um, you know, Batman goes out and kicks the shit out of criminals at night. <laughs> you know, even when they see the thing go up, and like, ah, oh, nah, you know, I was gonna do that that crime, but I think I, I'm better off just walking away because that. That Batman dude. Um, that Batman dude is too much. So, <laughs> but it, it's crazy, and you know, up against basically the rhythm I mean, you basically expose corrupt people in power. And, Lashing out at them, as you know, no one in the real world, um, to my knowledge, anyway, um, advocates that per se as a solution um, to corruption. But um, it makes for a difficult position for anyone who, you know, you oppose that individual. they're trying to make a change and what they're trying to do is awful as far as the execution of it but as a concept it's unacceptable to get rid of barriers to societal change and the thing is democratic processes do work but they take a long time lots of argument and the process is very, very slow um, violence accelerates processes but also there are repercussions for that acceleration so the repercussions of that acceleration is basically they are what constitutes the essence of villainy because villainy doesn't care about the consequences of the action ultimately especially with the consequences of what they seek which in this case for the Midler is some change so I mean his outfit could have been better but <laughs> and you know there were spots where he reminded me of Corey Taylor from Slipknot and it was kind of cool in a weird way like Corey Taylor is the Riddler. You know. People equal shit. You know, like, <laughs> just hilariously, like, yo, Corey Taylor is the Riddler. And, and, you know, that's the thing. That's where they're going to go. I mean, that's where I think they should go. I'm not even bullshitting. If you execute anything right, it could be, like, out of control. But if you've got the right balance of ingredients, you can do anything. Just getting to that it. level is difficult. Um, it's a lot of work that no one sees it's crazy. And no, I haven't achieved that at all in life. But I I you know, out a story a certain way. Like, for three hours of a movie I'm impressed, okay? Because, you know, my attention span now outside of like literature and responsibilities and other things I like to do very, very important. Like I went into that movie thinking, I hope this movie's good because three hours. very rare for me to have that much time to myself to actually observe something that isn't that long in its entirety. And it was good. Um, the pacing was good. I mean, I would like to have seen more of the good And I don't know, I really feel like, you know, he was lacking some flair, like, maybe they could have used a different green. I don't know, maybe, you know, I've been, I get very interested in things visually, so, I mean, content-wise, it was, it was pretty awesome, to be honest, like, you know, like the movie, Like except for the last few minutes, you know. Sometimes you know you get a little beef with the ending because you know you gotta pee. You know, nature calls. It just happens and shit. But uh, (laughs) I just felt like you know, cause I I was was obviously invested in the time, so I just was like, yo, the last few minutes, you could have did something different today. Everything was so smooth, and then, you know, at the same time, endings just suck. Like, it's hard to really pull a great ending. Um, To anything. It's just difficult. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out and just pay attention to how it's shot because it was kind of like certain parts of uh, some of the shots of the Joker that I really loved they had that like taxi driver you know claustrophobic New York just the way it was was shot I I love the way you know the sky the line stuff like that I don't know, it's a cool-ass movie there. Um, And, you know, I think they're really painting uh, that universe into a corner where, you know, in the real world, we don't have answers so how are you going to even approximate an answer to, you know, the current malaise, modern American society and possibly global society in general. But immediately and specifically American society, like, you know, it is morally wrong for the the Rhythm to kill anyone. It's also illegal for Batman to run around and beat people up. The line between hero and villain grows thinner and thinner by the day. Um, And, you know, yeah, you could say like the rise of the anti hero, but really like the only real anti hero that I know and that I still feel like needs like an ultimate version of him represented in. Cinema, animation, whichever is the Punisher. Okay, technically, people consider the Punisher a hero, but the Punisher, he kills motherfuckers. He kills people. Like, he... he <laughs> you know, like, uh... Besides the whole mask and money thing, Punisher is, like, Batman, but, he kills people. <laughs> you know, he's literally the punishment. I mean, he shows up and punishes people by killing them. And, uh, so right there, you know, I mean, he's ending lives, so, he's technically not heroic in any terms of work, but I mean... If you were living in a wild, wild west Or in like Robin Hood Times or whatever Medieval And you had a guy like the Punisher around He'd definitely be a hero <laughs> I mean seriously, think about it You know, if you got a little family Some guys pull up you know, Kill you all And take everything And do other horrible you know this dude, to punish the Punisher, to box him down with the arrow. Like yo, my hero, man. This dude saved my life. And how did he perform that feat by killing others? You know, war. You know that's considered heroic. Just the context. You know, modern society. You know, the system take care of them. You know, but someone like the Punisher is more akin to the Riddler <laughs> than he would be to Batman if he killed people, and that's kind of the point. That, that's really the difference. That drawing the line where he draws it is makes the difference. So, I don't know. Now, I'm just thinking how cool it would be if they shot a Punisher movie like that, but he was allowed to be Punisher, you know. I mean, one of these streaming places, I know Netflix didn't, I haven't watched it, so I, I might actually decide to watch it, but I don't really feel like they've ever gotten the Punisher right, like, you know. There's the way to do it, I'm sure. But anyway, it's the Fact Daddy. I'm a little lethargic with all the ringing. But Batman was a cool ass movie, but they should make a better Punisher movie, man. I'm telling you. Or whatever series. I don't care. I mean,. Like, I'll admit, I didn't watch this other one, so this guy might have been awesome and shit, but, um, I don't know, I really feel like you could have a field day with the Punisher as a character, so, anyway, that guy out, peace, enjoy life.